0: The holidays are just around the corner and it's time to be thinking about getting those perfect gifts for family, friends, or maybe even for yourself. We have the perfect opportunity for you to take care of that shopping list and support ACB Media at the same time. It's the ACB Media Holiday Auction. Join us on Sunday, November 27th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on Zoom or on ACB Media. You can bid on great unique items like handmade crafts, collectibles, technology, and food including those wonderful baked goods and a whole lot more. If you want to get a jump start on things, the Sneak-a-Peak Appetizer Auction is also back this year on November 25th and 26th. Watch your email for more details or contact Leslie Spoon. Her email address is lesliespoon at cfl.rr.com. We'll see you Sunday, November the 27th at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific at the ACB Media Holiday Auction. Happy bidding!
1: The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service, nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff.
2: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening everyone. Whenever you are listening to this, welcome to another edition of Herbie's Cooking Corner. And uh, there's a lot to talk about because first of all, we are going to have another guest, Kaylala, who is going to teach us how to make caramel flan. That's how I was told by my host in Zoom how to pronounce it is flan. And we want to make my host happy, don't we?
3: That is how you you say it. it. It made me cringe when you said it wrong the other day. So I'm glad you got it straightened out.
2: Well, my screen reader does not say it that way, you know. We
4: don't, yeah, well, we, as long as the everyone readers I lie. lie.
2: <laughs> I know they do. But, you know, when they lie, I don't know when they're lying or not. So, you know.
4: Yeah, but, you're good. But we have been educated.
2: Yes, we, we have been educated. So uh, we will say flan. And um, I, I must admit, I've never had it before. So, Maybe. you know, guys, I got to tell you, the rate we're going, I'm wondering if I should change this call to The Cooking Corner instead of Herbie's Cooking Corner because we have guests up the Wazoo lined up. And uh, if you don't believe me, well let's see. This month coming up after La we've got in the proper order. I think I've got this right. Patty, Belinda, raylin and uh let's see, I'm forgetting somebody. Oh yes, Liz and that's uh gets us into next year so we've got a wide range of guests coming up for and in you the,
4: in the middle there we actually cook ourselves sometimes
2: yes i know i'm actually going to be getting uh, into the kitchen i've actually got one actual uh, recipe that i'll be doing we've got some baking and a whole lot more so uh yeah believe it or not i will actually be in the kitchen but that will not be for another couple of weeks all right, so first of all, I just want to mention we are in both Zoom and the Clubhouse. My thanks to Sheila for hosting in Zoom. Thank you to uh, Danette for moderating in the Clubhouse. I almost got you mixed up with, Jeanette. There's so many Nets. I'm going to figure this out. And I've only had my first cup of coffee, so...
4: And thanks to Deb for streaming. We're casting our Net widely.
2: Exactly. All right, so without... Further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to turn things over. And how we're going to do this is this is a pretty. Oh, so I
4: don't get an introduction today.
2: Oh no, no, I guess you don't. Well, I don't know. Is it our cooking call anymore? Um, no, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this call could not happen without the cooking coordinator, the, the cooking call coordinator. If you want to do anything in this call now, you need to talk to her, and uh, she'll get get you on you, the schedule. <laughs> And that goes for requests, guest appearance, for instance, you know, we, we had, uh, you know, my own wife yesterday, she requested uh, holiday cookies, and I said, well, go talk to my coordinator. So I know what I'm making. them, And <laughs> that's how it goes. I, t- I kid you not. Um, well, someone,
4: someone needs to know what they're doing. I, 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 even
2: I had to give my recipe that I wanted to do to my coordinator. Do we have time for this? Uh, so.
4: <laughs> when can I cook in my own kitchen?
2: <laughs> and apparently yes and somehow i forgot so somehow we do not have mac instructions on the uh Zoom thing i guess interesting mm-hmm. i didn't not notice but i did you did all right all right we'll get that fixed for um later on anyway guys when it, the quick uh cooking cooking coordinator twinkling tori hello tori
4: hello herbie okay i feel better now you can carry on
2: all right good um (laughs) so uh she is a big help to the uh, cooking call and uh today we are going to have kayla she has been with us once before showing us how to make homemade hamburger buns she is now a regular on in the kitchen with courtney i i don't know if it's called on the kitchen with courtney and kayla or just in the kitchen with courtney but um She's actually going to be making another guest appearance this Sunday. Well, are you a guest on that show or are you now a permanent co-host? I don't know how to label you for that one. Um.
3: I am just kind of a guest.
2: Okay. So she is, her her talents are widely sought, as you can tell, as she's going to be making homemade dinner rolls this Sunday on the Courtney's call. So... As you can see, she is uh, widely regarded in the uh, community for her cooking abilities, and maybe one day she'll start cooking and crafting with Kayla, I don't know. But and During uh, the
4: same call, Courtney's gonna be making green bean casserole, just in case anyone wants to
2: know. Oh, that, that is good to know. I will be making green bean casserole for Thanksgiving, so I think we'll have to compare recipes at some point. Though I did do the, my green bean casserole is the very first cooking call I ever did. I
4: don't anyway, have that recipe
2: you know i'll give that get you that recipe um okay we are just jibber jabbering here guys so without further ado Kayla, do you want to say anything live before we get to the recording
3: um no um at the end i will go i'll cover how to get the the flan out of the pan because i forgot to do that on the recording so i'll cover those steps once the recording has run and then i'll take some questions after that. So I hope you all enjoy. Hi, everybody. It's Kayla Allen in Mesa, Arizona, and welcome to my kitchen again. Today, I will be making a caramel flan, and I will be making the sweetened condensed milk that goes into this recipe um, from scratch as well. So I'll walk you through those steps. I kind of want to get started by just kind of telling you um, what equipment I kind of got out today to work with. Um, we're going to be using a blender, or in my case, I'm going to be using a magic bullet. This comes with a three different sizes of containers that you can use, and I'll be using the largest one. Um, I also got out my egg separator, a glass little dish that I'm putting it on top of, and my egg separator is it's round. It's a round little dish type thing, um, and it's plastic on one side it has like a handle and ac- directly across from the handle it has this little lip that helps it stay on top of a dish. Um, it's round and then in the center it has it, it it feels like kind of like an egg shape where it kind of um, is a flat area or not, not flat it's an indented area that's smooth. And then around that um, little piece in the very center are three holes that pretty much, other than maybe an eighth of an inch where it connects to um, the outside piece, is empty. So you, so the point is, and I'll, I'll kind of go over this when I do it, is you crack your egg into it, the yolk stays in that little dish and the whites go down the sides of it. All right, and I got some measuring cups. We'll need those for sure. I got a glass measuring cup out as well because I'll need to be boiling or warming up some water and butter, and I like doing that in um, a glass measuring cup. I have a large um, large dish. I'd say it's probably a 10-inch skillet that I'll be using, a 9-by-13 dish as well as a souffle dish, um, and then this is just a round bowl. I'd say um, probably about 8 inches. It's a little bit smaller than my 9 by 13 pan, and it's round, and it's a good 3 inches deep or so. Um, I also have a rubber spatula and a wooden spoon. Um, Of course, I'm going to be using my oven, and I think that's pretty much all the tools that I got out. I also already started gathering um, my ingredients, I've not gotten my eggs and my milk out yet because I, I want to make sure they stay in the fridge until I'm ready to use them. So for the um, the uh, flan itself, we are going to need a half a cup of sugar, um, one and two thirds cup sweetened condensed milk, which again we'll make from scratch, one cup milk, and I'm using nonfat because that's what we typically purchase. Um, three eggs, three egg yolks, and one teaspoon of vanilla, and I am very picky about my vanilla. Um, I only use like pure vanilla made from vanilla beans, and I actually am using um, vanilla I made myself. So um, for this dish, um, we are going to make the caramel. We'll make the and condensed milk. And then we are going to um, make that sweetened condensed milk into the flan, which is kind of like a custard. Um, so to get started, what we are going to do is we need to make the caramel. And to make caramel, it's really simple. Um, I moved my sugar on myself, though. So let me grab that. Um, It's a half a cup of sugar, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn my skillet onto medium heat, and then I'm going to put a half a cup of sugar into my skillet. And then you kind of spread it around. I'm just leveling off my sugar. Um, Since it's sugar, I can just scoop it out of the container. And then use a flat edge to get the extra off the top to make sure I have a, just that half a cup of sugar. And so I just poured that kind of in the center of my pan and it's kind of in a pile right now. Um, and I'm going to use my wooden spoon. And I always use a wooden spoon when I work with the caramel and the sugar um, because it gets to pretty warm and I don't want to risk melting plastic um, spatulas or spoons or anything into it. So I'm what I'm doing right now is I'm just kind of spreading out the sugar a little, making it a little bit more even so it kind of goes edge to edge on that pan. My pan is not warm at all yet. So if you need to use your hand and kind of um, spread it out, go ahead and do that. I did wash my hands right before I started this um, recording. So what I'm going to do is um, it's all spread out now. I have my heat on medium, and I'm going to leave that for 12 minutes, and I'm not even going to bother it for 12 minutes. So, Alexa, set a timer for 12 minutes. All right. And so she's counting down, and while this sugar is cooking, it's doing its thing. We are going to look at this 9 by 13 pan in the souffle dish. Um, a flan is typically Alexa stop. A fun is typically made in a water bath, um, so that means I'm using my 13, my 9 by 13 pan. I'm going to put water in it, and then once my my all my ingredients are in the souffle dish, I'm going to put it in the water. So the way I like to do this is, um, and I'm gonna, and I practice this many times um, before I actually. Turned my oven on and got it warm. So I'm gonna put about an inch or an inch and a half of water into this dish, this this um, 9 by 13 pan. And I am going to put hot water in it because it we want it to get hot and boiling. Oh, my water's not that hot, but it'll get there. So I'm filling it up and I'm gonna leave it about an inch or so from the top of the um, the edge of the pan. And you can do practice this without the water in it. Um, I've just done it a lot of times, so I'm kind of comfortable with it. And then I, so I, I, brought my pan of water. I'm, I'm, I'm on top of my stove. Um, I have that sugar is in the back of my stove, so I'm not bothering it. Um, and so I take my souffle dish and I sat it into the water in the pan. This just kind of gives me an idea how full is it. Is am I when I set this dish in here? When it's full, is it going to overflow? So I test that out beforehand. I got, I have a perfect amount. When I put the souffle dish in there, I have about an inch or so, inch and a half at the top of my pan. Um, So it's not making it go up that when I set it in, it's going to go out into my oven. So right now I currently have my oven off. And I have my 9 by 13 pan. I have it centered on top of the oven um, with the water in it. What I'm going to do is I'm going to step back once. I'm opening my oven, staying in the center of it, reaching forward, grabbing that 9 by 13 pan, and I pre checked my rack is in the center of my oven. So I am just setting this in the center of my oven. And again, my oven is cold right now, so I can kind of put my hands on the edge of the oven and kind of see, make sure it's kind of centered. Um, And this is the part I think you guys should practice. Is putting on your your um your your mitts your oven mitts. Make sure you're using silicone oven mitts. You do not want to use fabric oven mitts because if you accidentally get them in this water when you're putting the souffle dish in and out of the oven, um, that heat is going to go directly onto your hands and burn you. So make sure you're using um, silicone or some sort of waterproof. uh oven mitts when you're doing this so now what i'm doing is i'm setting my souffle dish on top of my stove um, and you can close the oven i feel comfortable since it's not hot i'm leaving it open i am centering my souffle dish on top of my stove um, and the reason i'm doing this is so that i know if i go straight down and in i'm going to be able to get this into my pan because my pan is center my souffle dish is centered. Um, I'm pretending that I preheated my oven, and it's already hot, and I will go over this again um, when we're actually doing it. But um, So I'm centering it. My body centered on the oven. I'm able to pick it up and bring it directly into my pan. And then when I um, remove it, I'm able to do the same thing, center myself. I know my dish and pan are centered in there, and I can take it out. So. Um, the recipe calls for, for the way the recipe reads is to put your your, your souffle dish, your, your flan, into the pan and then pour boiling water around it. I do not feel comfortable with that. So right here at the beginning, when I first get started, I got that sugar because I don't have to do anything with that, it's doing its thing. Um, so I got my water in the oven, in that pan, and now I'm going to turn on the oven. And we are going to bake it at 350. So um, now that that water is in there and the oven is preheating, it will naturally warm up that water. By the time I get through doing all my steps, my oven is going to be preheated. That water is going to be to a, a good temperature that I can just um, put my souffle dish in there. So that's a step of precaution that I take per, for my personal um, self. So. All right, so um, let me see where we need to go next. Next, we need to make the, um, while this sugar is doing its thing, I'm going to work on making the uh, sweetened and condensed milk. Um, And I use an app called Paprika, and it's really nice. I can pin my recipes at the bottom so that I can just click on it, and it will bring up my, my second recipe, and I don't have to go looking for it. So... For the sweetened condensed milk, um, we are going to use one cup of instant dry milk, um, and non-fat, again, is what I purchase. two-thirds cup um, granulated sugar, one-slash-three to one-slash-two cups water, and I have always done the half a cup of water in this, 1 slash 4 cups um, butter. So that's 2 ounces of butter. And that is it that goes into that. So what I'm going to do is I know that I need to boil. It, it calls for the water to be boiling and the butter to be melted. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to get my half cup measuring cup. And I'm going to fill it with water. And I'm using my reverse osmosis. Um, I try to always use my reverse osmosis system when i um, cooking just because um, here in Arizona we have really hard water. And um, I forgot to put the butter knife out to cut the butter. I have a stick of butter that I'm going to be using. Um, and it's a, a fourth a cup is what it called for in the recipe. And a stick of butter is a half a cup. So I know that I just need to um, cut this butter in half. And so I will unwrap it. Do, 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 do. So. All right. And I know some people like to save their butter wrappers and use them to grease their pans. You can put them in a Ziploc bag in the freezer. Okay, so I got my butter here, and um, I'm going to cut it up into a couple smaller chunks so that when I put it in the microwave to melt it, it um, melts a little bit easier. So, all right, so I got my butter in there in the water, and I'm going to pop this in the microwave for, um, we'll do 45 seconds to start, and then check on it. And I can smell my sugar is starting to caramelize. Um, it kind of has this um, almost a burntish smell to it. Um, and so I'm going to mix it just a little, just to make sure it's being to kind of feel the texture. So when the but, when the sugar is done. It has a smooth texture, and I can tell, like, right now, that when I move my wood spoon over it, it kind of is more grainy feeling. Um, It doesn't move smoothly across my pan. So it is not ready yet. But again, we have that 12 um, minutes that we set that for to have it do its thing. All right, so you can definitely smell it it's starting to become caramel. And this is not quite, my butter's not quite melted yet. So I'm going to put it in for another 30 seconds and then I'll check it. All right, and while that is doing its thing, I'm going to measure out a cup of dried milk. Um, I buy my milk. It comes in a big Ziploc bag. I use, um, I don't use milk to like the dry milk to make actual milk, but I do have a couple of recipes that I use it in often. And one of them is this sweetened condensed milk recipe. Um, and I've been making this for years. I can't even remember the last time I bought a um, a can of sweetened condensed milk. You definitely can. This is equal to that one can, so we'll um, we'll get that measurement. And so um, since it's dry milk, I can just, I scooped it out and then leveled it off. And I'm going to put this directly into my um, container for my Magic Bullet, or directly into your blender if you're using that. I have tried to make this recipe with the um, Vitamix, and it didn't come out as well. It over-mixed it. it, so, this is definitely a recipe that works better in the regular blender than in the Vitamix. So, all right. So I got one cup of milk, a uh, dry milk, into the um, Magic Bullet, and I'm just double-checking my recipe, make sure I got everything. Got the, got the water. Um, I Got the m- butter, okay. So now what I'm gonna do is I am going to double check this make sure my butter is melted and my water's warm. And it is. Um, and I'm actually gonna put it in for another 30 seconds because um, it's not that warm, actually. The butter is melted, but it's not that warm. All right, so now I need to put, well, that is warming up just a tad bit more. I am going to put my sugar, so I have two-thirds cup sugar, so I am using a one-third cup measuring cup, and again, sugar, I can just scoop it. Flour, you definitely don't want to scoop. Um, it's definitely one you have to you spoon into your measuring cup because you don't want it packed 90% of the time, unless the recipe says for it to be packed, so that's one-third and then here's two-thirds put that in the sink so it's out of the way oh definitely smelling that sugar turning into caramel now smelling good all right oh Alexa stop okay so I'm gonna pause where I am with my sweetened condensed milk I got the The sugar, all I need to do with that is add in the liquid that is pretty much done in the microwave. But I'm going to stop here for a second and come back to my sugar. Um, I bounce around the kitchen from one item to another quite often, if you can tell. Um, So now I am mixing up the sugar. I'm giving it a good mix. It's really thick um, in the center, but around the edges, it is kind of more liquidy and thin. And so I'm just kind of mixing it up. And it said in the recipe to do this for about two minutes or until it, um, until it's completely melted. And so you can tell when it's completely melted because it feels more liquidy and less thick. So you'll have a thinner consistency. And so I just am using my wooden, it's like a flat wooden spoon. It, it, it's more like a spatula. It's flat all the way across. Gives me a nice straight edge. And so I am just mixing up the sugar a little bit more. It's really important, do not touch the sugar with your hands. Um, don't touch the sugar on the spatula to see if it's melted or anything like that. It is insanely hot and will burn you. And since it's sugar, it will stick to your skin. And that will cause even more of a, a burn than, say, with water or something like that, that when you move your hand away, it, it, it just moves away this will stick to your skin. So we definitely don't want that. All right, and I think I have this about the right consistency. Uh, A little bit of sugar over here on the edge. So make sure you get the edges. And what I'm doing is I'm kind of working my way around the edges and drawing it towards the center of the pan where the heat is more intense to kind of just get that last of that little graininess out of the sugar. Um, and then we're gonna pour this into our souffle dish. So I have it right here to my right, next to the stove top. And again, be careful, we don't want to touch it. So, let you give it just a second more. I have a tiny bit of grainy here. I wanna make sure I get out of it. And, all right, so it's thinned out now. You kind of tell a difference in the sound where, if, I don't know if you can hear that. Um, that sounded more gritty, and now it sounds more um, liquidy. My, my wooden spoon is kind of just going through it really easily now. So I'm going to pick up my pan, and I'm bringing it over the top of my souffle dish, right in the center of the souffle dish, and I am just pouring it directly into that dish. <coughs> Again, don't touch it, it's really hot. I speak from experience that's why I tell you nine times um the nice thing I'm using this pan is a nonstick pan however this stuff does stick um, so what I do is I let my pan cool and then I'll just soak it in water once um, once the pan's all cooled off I don't want to put in water right away when it's this hot because it may um, warp my pan but as soon as I'm done. Um, once it's cooled off, I can just put hot water in it, and it will um, it will start to, the, the water just kind of dissolves all the sugar stuff that's in there, so don't worry about that. And So I just put it over to the side of my stove on the stove top on the cooler side so that pan can cool off. And I took my stove oil dish, and I'm picking it up, and I'm just kind of rolling it in a circle. So um, so that that uh, sugar gets mixed all the way around the, it. When we put it in the water bath, this actually turns back into liquid um, when it's done. So it's quite interesting. So it's gonna harden. We're gonna leave it here for about 10 minutes while we finish off our um, the rest of our ingredients. So that'll give that um, sugar a, th- a, a, a little bit of time to, to set up. And cool off before we add our eggs and stuff to it. So I got the, um, my butter water mixture out of the microwave, and I'm gonna add it to this container with the cup of sugar and the two thirds cup, sorry, two thirds cup sugar, one cup, uh, milk, dried milk. And I'm gonna grab my blade. I keep my blade. Um, upside down in the top of a wine glass so that it does it for storage. Um, and that way it doesn't um, it's not like sitting in a drawer or anything like that. It's well protected and I don't cut myself. So I put on my lid and then I am going to put it onto the base and it just presses down and you can turn it. And I'm going to mute for just a second second. I'm going to pause it just for a second while I do this because it's really loud. Okay, so I think I'm done back here. Okay, so I'm so sorry, there's some blank time there. I was trying to make sure I was still recording. It wasn't giving me good feedback there. Um, So hopefully this is working still. Um, So what I did is I blended this, um, I just pulsed it for about 15 seconds, um, and then I'm gonna take it off this and I'm gonna flip it back over. And um, I'm gonna let it sit for a second because all up towards the blades, and I don't want to miss out on any of my um, (sighs) sweetened condensed milk coming out when I take off the lid. Alright, so now I'm going to grab out my eggs and my milk, and again, um, like I said before, I'm using non-fat milk because that's currently what we purchase, Um, so I am going to... Open this up, and now that I open it up, it's going back down to the bottom a little bit more now that it has the um, air (laughs) I'm going to let it, and then I'm setting my blade aside. Um, I'm not going to rinse that blade off, though, because I want to, there's still some of the sweetened condensed milk in there, and I want to make sure it gets into the recipe. All right, so eggs. It calls for six eggs total, Um, three full eggs and three egg yolks so I'm gonna put in my full eggs first um, and I'm using this little dish um, that I told you I got out um, so I'm cracking my eggs into that just in case I feel like I get an eggshell in there I can pull it out easier I don't want to break it directly into my um, my dish and one of the ways I kind of see if I feel like I got any egg um, shell into My dish is, after I crack my egg and I dump it out, I put the eggshell back together and see if it feels like there's any missing pieces. So I got one egg in there. And this is egg number two. My dish isn't big enough, so I'm going to pour these two eggs in and then I'll, oh, actually there'll be enough room for a third egg in there. Um, So three. And I, um, I always crack my eggs on the side of a glass dish or bowl. Um, And I always put a paper towel underneath where I am, breaking my egg, just in case any of it slips down the side. And then I put my eggs on the paper towel, my eggshells on the paper towel. So when I go and take them to the trash, they are um, they're all kind of concealed, so I don't drop any eggshells or anything on the floor. So I just dump those three eggs, the full eggs, into the um, the container. I'm going to rinse my hands off. And then I'm going to do the egg yolks. And I will put, I'll add these in one at a time. So again, I just put my egg separator on top of this. You can do this without an egg separator. Um, There's a couple different ways. You can take the egg shell and break it in half and take the yolk back and forth over a dish until the egg white kind of gets off of it and then you have just the egg yolk. I'm not so great at that, so I like the egg separator, so I'm going to crack the egg the same way I typically do, knock that off, whoops, and so this time, so I have my egg cracked, this time I'm holding the egg directly over the center of this egg separator, and then I'm going to pull apart the egg shell to let out the the egg yolk. And ideally, that egg yolk will land. It did. I'm feeling it, raw egg yuck, but i um, getting it done. So once I pick up this egg separator, my egg white goes out, and my egg yolk is right there in the center of it. So I'm able to take it and put it directly. There's one egg yolk into the dish. And so I will do that two more times. I've got egg on my hand. It's gross. but. This is so worth it. So again, I crack the egg, have it centered over the top of the egg separator, and pull my shell apart. And yep, my egg yolk again landed right there in the center. Um, and you know, I will t- be honest with you. Um, I've definitely had times where I didn't line it up right, and my egg yolk kind of fell in between where the egg white is supposed to go, and I've wasted an egg or. Use that to make scrambled eggs, and then um, had to use another egg for what I needed. So it does take a little bit of practice. So that was two, and this is three. All right, and then separate. Um, you can keep the egg whites, and you can make scrambled eggs with just the egg whites. You can put them in the fridge um, for like a day or so. I wouldn't do it very long, much longer than that. And make sure you put um, saran wrap directly down onto the eggs so there's the least amount of water around, or air, sorry, around them as possible. So I'm just going to set that aside. And I will do that here in a minute. I might just cook those up after I'm done making this while the flan is actually cooking. And I'm just able to grab this whole thing of paper towel. I fold it in the corners and I'm carrying it over to my trash to throw away these six eggshells. Nice and easy. If you have, um, like a, if you save like your foods and stuff, your eggshells and stuff like that, and you could always just put them into your compost. That's the word I was trying to look for. Alright, so I'm gonna hop back over here to my recipe, make sure, I, I believe it was one cup of milk I need, but I want to double check. Oh, I need to switch recipes. Sorry about that, guys. All right, back to my flan recipe. Okay, so um, I got the sugar, and we did that. I got the sweetened condensed milk in there. I made it directly in there, and then I added the uh, additional ingredients to it. So, yep, yeah, I need one cup of milk and a teaspoon of vanilla, which I don't measure vanilla. I just go by um, guesses. <laughs> it's, it's very technical. Um, but for those of you who like to measure that, that's how much we need. Alright, so I am going to pour my milk into my measuring cup over the sink. I am working just to the left of my sink here. Um, I like to measure over my sink just in case I spill anything. And then I like to bring the container over the sink that I'm going to pour it into. And I'm using more of an oval-shaped measuring cup right now for this um, because I find it easier to pour it into um, the smaller mouth of this um, container um, that way. All right, so I got the milk, and I'm going to rinse my hands off. I still feel like my hands have egg on them. I know they don't. I already washed them, but, ugh, egg. (laughs) All right, so vanilla. And I just am going to put a tad in here. That's probably good. I like to smell it. Definitely smells like it has some good vanilla in there, so we are good to go. All right, and I am going to put on my blade back onto this. And I'm going to blend it. And this time I'm just going to let you guys listen to it because that's too much work to try to pause it and make sure I'm going again. So I'm just going to pulse it for about 15-20 seconds. about 10 times um, or so. And then I'm going to shake it. I just want to make sure everything that was at the bottom, especially that sweetened condensed milk, I want to make sure it got mixed in. So I, um, I picked it up, I shook it, um, like turned it right side up and upside down, and then I'm going to pulse it again a couple times. Um, And the reason I did that is because I know that that sweetened condensed milk kind of sticks to the bottom of it, and I want to make sure it gets poured in or mixed into everything. All right. So I am back at my souffle dish where I have the sugar in there, and it is cool to the touch now. Um, It is hard, so it's a solid piece of just sugar stuck to the bottom of the pan, essentially, or caramel that's stuck to the bottom of the pan. I'm going to remove the blade, tap it off. Um, I have a rubber spatula here, I'm kind of wiping off the blade a little bit with, and then I'm just going to pour this over my that into that souffle dish with that sugar in it, that caramelized sugar, and I do, I will use the rubber spatula to make sure I get all of it out of the container, it is pretty liquidy. Um, so there's not a whole lot of scraping. I just like to make sure to scrape it a little to make sure I feel like I got that sweetened and condensed milk all mixed in and it definitely feels that way. So the next step is going to be putting this in the oven. So um, my oven, I heard it beep a little bit ago that it was to the, correct 350 temperature. Um, I am going to take my souffle dish, and I'm going to carefully set it in on the um, center of my stove. That's not quite center. I'm going to grab out my silicone oven mitts and put them on, because now, unlike when I was practicing earlier and going through the steps, now my oven is hot. So I, I have my souffle dish centered in the middle of the stovetop. I'm centering myself in front of it, opening up my oven, reaching forward, grabbing that souffle dish, making sure I keep it flat, and putting it directly into that water, dish, uh, water bath that's in there. Um, this is going to cook for um, 55 minutes. Um, and then we'll pull it out, and we'll let it. It'll kind of be brown, and kind of. Um, and I'll I'll come back. It's, it'll feel solid on top when if you if you touch it. Um, and then we're going to leave it on the counter to cool for an hour, and then we will wrap it in saran wrap and put it in the refrigerator um, overnight. So I would say at least eight hours. So um, right now it is. a.m. So um, we'll be able to eat this this afternoon or tonight for dinner since it'll be in the fridge all day Um, or close to it. I'm sure we'll have it before we go to bed. (laughs) It's my husband's favorite, so um, he would definitely be sad if we didn't get to eat it today. Um, So I also just, I will come back here in just a little bit once I take it out of the oven and then um, I will give a better description of what it feels like at that point. All right, so I am back and I'm about ready to get my flan out of the oven. Um, My um, timer just went off and so I have my silicone gloves on and I'm opening the oven. Um, before I open it, I'm kind of centering myself, making sure I'm in the center of it. Opening it up, oh that's warm, <laughs> be careful of your face it's hot, and kind of steamy. Um, so I'm just kind of reaching in, since my gloves are silicone, I'm not too worried about um, them getting wet, and I'm just lifting out the flan and putting it on top of my stove top. And it's looking, I'm going to take off my gloves. Um, I'm just going to turn off my oven, and I'm going to leave that pan of water in my oven to cool. I don't want to be messing around with hot water. Um, so I'm kind of just tapping the top of my flan here, and it definitely feels solid, um, both in the middle and along the outside edges. Just be careful not to touch the um, the uh, the glass pan, because it is definitely warm. Um, And so at this point, this smells amazing, and I can't wait to dig in. Um, I have a tiny bit of sight, and I could tell um, the difference between light and dark. And so when I put this in the oven, it was really light in color. And now it has like a toasted brown to it. Um, It has kind of a, a bumpy texture. Not real bumpy, but definitely not like a smooth texture to it. And so what I'm going to do now is I am just going to put this on a metal cooling rack so I can make sure the air is cooling it around all the way around it. And then in an hour, I'll set another timer for an hour. And then I'll put, (coughs) excuse me, I'll put saran wrap over the top of it and put it in my fridge um, until this evening. Um, It should be good probably around tonight. And since today is Halloween, we are going to be having flan on um, the Day of the Dead. And I can't say it in Spanish so very well, so I'm not even going to attempt it. But um, this is going to be our dessert tonight for dinner. So thank you guys all for listening. Um, I hope this recording turned out okay. And I hope you all have a beautiful day.
4: Yes, Kayla, the recording did turn out okay.
3: I'll accept that one spot. I'm like, am I recording? I can't tell. Well, that's why
4: only okay.
3: <laughs> yeah. Herbie should have edited that out. Just joking.
4: <laughs> I'm sure he will before he puts it on YouTube. Yeah. Um, before we start taking questions from other people, Um, first of all, I have a question for you and then I'll let you um, add any other tips you potentially need to add. Okay. Can you for the condensed milk use instead of the dried milk powder and water, just use a milk? No, no, I
3: don't think so. Um, I think for you, like if you want to make it vegan, though, mm-hmm. you could use coconut milk like from a can.
4: Yeah. Well, that's what definitely. I was definitely trying. Yeah.
3: So I, I because coconut, I think that could be substituted in. But I don't think instead of like when making the sweetened condensed milk, I don't think you could use real milk. But I think that, yes, it, especially if you use the the cream yeah. With the coconut milk, because then it thickens it up and it kind of gives it that same kind of texture. So or, if you're um, if thickness. you're doing it
4: with a can of coconut milk as a dairy alternative, you could. But if you're doing it as, with dairy milk, then no.
3: Yeah, it wouldn't turn out the same. Okay.
4: That but would I would definitely use
3: that... the cream that came with it and mix that in, like, because you you.
4: Oh, I definitely. it
3: so separate? That. You know what I mean?
4: <laughs> yeah, I. But yeah, would.
3: I would use both the milk and the cream. to to, if you're using substituting the sweetened condensed milk for the coconut milk
4: that would be why the only time i've ever found vegan condensed milk it was coconut milk so yeah yeah. that makes sense and do you have any other tips
3: yeah i just wanted to add that and i forgot to do this on the um on the recording is when I take the pan, the, the flan out of the pan, because what is showing on, like when you take it out of the oven is actually going to end up being the bottom of the flan. So what I do is I take a butter knife and um, after I take it out of the fridge and let it sit and I rub, run it around the outside edge of the flan to kind of separate it. And then I take a, a plate and i put it over the top of it and then i flip the 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 whole thing over so the plate with the 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 sufo dish i flip it over and then you can just lift the dish off the top of it mm-hmm. and at that point you'll see that the caramel has has become caramel rather than that hard sugar that we saw before i put the ingredients on top of it and it will um, it'll kind of run down the sides of your flan Um, When you flip it over. So that's why I put the plate on top of it and then flip it. For one, it's easier for me, then I don't have to try to line it up. It's already lined up. But when you start to tip it and it starts to come out, that liquid, that caramel starts to drizzle down the sides. And then again, um, you're going to have some of that that sugar, that hardened sugar is still going to be in your souffle dish. So um, I just, I let it kind of get to room temperature um, because if you put hot on cold and cold on hot, you're, you always risk the, the chance of breakage. Um, for glass and warping for pans. So I always make sure I let them kind of get to room temperature before I I put the opposite temperature on it. So I just took that pan. I put hot water on it after I got to room temperature and just left it overnight and came back the next day and all that sugar dissolves and it kind of just kind of cleans itself up, to be honest. It's pretty nice.
4: (laughs) We like when things do the work. for us. Self-cleaning dishes. (laughs) (laughs) So...
2: All right, then, and with that, I think we will uh, open up the floor to questions. But one question, actually, I do want to ask you real quick because um, this subject has come up before, more in the context of egg whites or whatever. But um, so, like, for your egg separator, could you use like a simple strainer to separate the uh, whites from the uh, yolks?
3: Um, I don't know. I've not tried it. Um, In theory, I would say yes. Um, Because, but I don't know how, because your, your egg white still has kind of a thickness to it. I don't know how well that would go through the strainer.
4: I think it would, but very, very slowly.
3: Yeah, yeah. I think it would be a lot more difficult. Honestly, right. if you're going to do that, you might as well just... <laughs> crack the egg into a dish and maybe use a spoon to to get the egg yolk out of it might be easier than the strainer itself but i think the egg separator was like a dollar or two they're pretty inexpensive and they are they're small they don't take up a lot of room so if it's something you're going to do often i'd say just invest the small amount of money to get the egg separator
4: and if right. you're going to be cooking Definitely. using eggs quite often then it is something you're going to be doing often
2: yeah right well normally i don't separate eggs because normally when uh, like um if i separate the eggs at all it's usually i need the egg whites not the egg yolks yeah and so those you can at least just purchase um and that depends of course on how often again you're dealing with egg whites is it cheaper to purchase them already done for you is it easier to do your own that type of thing um but uh all right very good well on that note guys let's open it up we've got uh, plenty of time left so uh definitely feel free to uh, ask your questions and uh if we we'll just see how things go so let's start things over on the zoom side and we welcome in sheila for the first time today and uh, do we have anybody we do abraham abraham all right
3: good
5: morning Hi, morning. Um, so, I'm not sure if I ever had a flan or flan. Um, is it the same thing as a creme caramel?
3: I don't think so. No. So, flan is like a custard, um, yes. like a solid kind of custard. Kind of like a baked custard. Yeah.
5: A creme caramel is a baked custard as well. I've like um, not
3: had it, so I'm not 100% a sure. Maybe
5: what do you call that um I have a custard with a caramel that you brulee. um
4: oh okay, um, uh, so, yeah, so yeah, similar, but w- w- cooked in a different way,
5: yeah, so yeah. um the caramels at the bottom instead of on top
4: well Basically, when you flip hard. it over oh yeah cooked. when you
5: flip it over of course yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: and then the caramel but, and on top. Yeah. Okay. yeah it's a similar kind of end result but cooked cooked in a slightly different way which would then change, okay. slightly change the texture and taste
5: okay um yeah. and to the, i did see somewhere they make a vegan uh vegan uh, condensed milk out of oh, they, um, they
4: do but it's incredibly expensive and hard, and not always easy to get hold of mm-hmm. so you know I just yeah. wanted to know options for making it myself if I wanted to
2: okay alright um, thanks Thank well that you. brings me to a question though there uh, Kayla so what is like why do you make the uh, condensed milk rather than just getting it pre-made in the can
3: um. Well, it's it. It costs less for one, but I think it tastes better. You don't. Everything have, tastes better homemade. Yeah. Right. One of my goals is when I'm cooking is to have the, the least amount of preservatives in my food as you possibly can. Um. So I will make things, and I mean, for the longest time, we were a family of four on a, a single income. So I really got into the habit of what is the cheapest, healthiest way I can make this. And so that's kind of where it started as my goal. Um, But then it just tastes better to me. Um, I I think that from the can, you you can sometimes get a tinny flavor into your food and stuff like that. And I'm not saying that if I'm in a hurry, I'm not going to buy a can of condensed milk and use it. Um, but if I have the time, this is the way I'm going to do it because I think the overall result tastes better.
4: And it's definitely cheaper.
2: All right. Yeah. I, I, so, I, yeah, go ahead.
3: So it probably co- make, cost me maybe 50 cents to make that sweetened condensed milk I made where a can is probably going to be a dollar 50, dollar 25. I don't know. Cause I haven't bought yeah. it in well, years. Yeah.
4: I know that over here it would be the equivalent of about two dollars for the dairy one, but um, the conden- vegan condensed milk—they're um, like the equivalent of about five dollars a can. Yeah.
2: Oh boy, I mean, I must admit, because I've not really just done any recipes with condensed milk in a long time either, so I've not yeah. bought it. And I, I did not even use know. It I, right. I
3: it's not a common thing. I I I don't cook with it a lot. Right, um, And that's one of the other, the, the milk, the powdered milk has a shelf life. And then I also use that same powdered milk when I make, because I make um, my cream soups, like cream of chicken soup. I make that from scratch as well, rather than buying it in the can.
2: All right. Because it's
3: just cheaper. It tastes and better. It tastes better because it's homemade. <laughs> it tastes yes. so much well,
2: that, better. Well, that, 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 no doubt about that. Um, yeah. All right. Very good. Okay, let's go over to Clubhouse. Do we have anybody? Danette, welcome in that for the first time. No, we do not at this time. All right. Then that let's uh zoom on back over to Zoom. And uh who have we got next?
4: Courtney. Hello, Courtney. Hey Courtney. Hello.
1: So um Can this be, you were putting it in a a souffle dish, but can this be done in a springform pan if you cover the bottom of the pan where it's hooked together and seamed together, if you cover that with foil? And then I have one more question.
3: I think it could be, but I would be very reluctant to do it because even um, when I've put tinfoil on the bottom of the springform pans, Mm -hmm. this is a lot of liquid both on the inside and the outside. Right. And We don't want that water to get in. So it, it I'm not going to say no, it can't be done. But I myself, I would I would use some I'd, I'd use a bundt pan before I used a springform pan.
1: OK. Didn't even think about a bundt pan.
3: Just and something next, that's solid. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I forget the name of the little dishes, but have you ever made this recipe using um, making individual flans?
3: Um, yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so Ramekins, you just reduce. Yep. Yeah. So you just will reduce it. So those, you know. So if you, I would say maybe bump it down to twenty minutes and then check it, um, because okay. you know. But yeah, I have made it in those. Um, I just feel like it's more work than it's worth because it's going to get eaten either way.
1: <laughs> true. True. So, I remember. Yeah. I typically, you know. for
3: like my husband's birthday, I make two of them. Yeah. Um, because. I want some too. And he can eat a whole <laughs> one of, by himself. No problem. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I remember eating it, you know, we tried it one day in the Spanish class and we all had our little individual flans And so, you know, yeah, I, I can see where it would be more work, but I don't have a souffle dish. So, yeah, now, I was,
3: so I if you have a, if you have a, um, an eight by eight pan square uh-huh. pan, you could use that inside of the nut. You just want to make sure it's a pan that fits within the nine by 13 pan or whatever you use for a a water bath. So if you have a larger pan to use for a water bath, like a, Mm
1: -hmm. a, like a roasting pan,
3: 16 or something. Yeah. yeah, Roasting pan Mm -hmm. or something like that. You can, you can definitely use a different, it doesn't have to be that. I just happen to have Fiesta where that, you know, I'm like, Oh, this fits perfect. So, um, I don't even know if it's actually a souffle dish. It just, it works perfect. So I call it that and use it.
1: There you go. Hey. <laughs> All right. So it you is now. Like Taylor. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> it is in the Allen household. So.
3: And I'm glad to right. see here, Courtney.
1: Well, yeah. thank you. You did a great job. And my husband wants me to make
3: this
2: now. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, don't forget though that uh, you know um, he can listen to the archive of this call and follow Kayla's instructions and uh, do it himself. So. No, he's,
4: t- he's <laughs> yeah. too busy playing Dice World with me.
2: Uh, no, I, I, I don't know that I would trust him in make game, Sorry. Well, he can play Dice World while it's in the oven. But all right.
1: Yeah. So, honey, if you're listening to the archives,
2: I love you, but still. And hi, Jason.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I I, ha-
2: I I'm just remember I have high, higher expectations than uh, your own wife does. So, um, yeah. there you go. Um, because uh, we're, we're here to teach people how to do it themselves. Uh, we, we yes, we, but this yeah? is
4: probably isn't the best one for him to start with. He should probably no. start with something simpler. Okay, f- f- fair enough. enough.
2: Yeah. But 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 the idea is uh, of this call, as I will say, is you should not be using. The, we, we recommend that you do not use this call to make somebody else do it for you. Instead, you mm-hmm. should be listening to the call and going, "Hey, I can do this myself." Yeah. And, even
0: I if you're going, you know what? One day I'm going to
4: be
2: able to do it. Yeah. yeah and even mm-hmm. if you want supervision, you know that, that that's that's what we expect of you here on the uh, call. Um, so there you go. All right, thank you there, uh, Courtney. And uh, who have we got next over, uh, first of all, do we have anybody on Clubhouse? Yes, Linda, you can unmute. Linda.
4: Hello, Linda.
1: Hi, this sounds
4: delicious.
1: Um, I came in a little bit late, Kayla. Um, What kind of pan did you melt the sugar in? Was it a pot or more of a flat pan?
3: Yeah, it was more of a, a flat pan, like a 10-inch frying pan.
1: Okay, great. Can't wait to make this.
3: I can't wait to... You'll have to let me know how it turns
4: out.
2: It sure will. All right. And um,
4: and the recipe will be going out onto the list. Yes, yeah, so will.
3: I sent them both the recipe for the I flan have and the sweetened yeah. condensed milk. So you guys can do both or just... Grab your condensed milk at the store if you would
2: like. All right. And uh, with that, Linda's actually not too far away from me. So I guess I could, uh, for, for advocating people making it for us, you know. Uh, um, <laughs>
4: bad I'm herbie. That. Right I after know. he just <laughs> called I said cheeks. if we were
2: to, but uh, <laughs> we're, we're, not, going we're to. not going to. Which we're
4: not going to because that's a bad example.
2: <laughs> that is. Um, yeah, I agree. Anyway, let's go back over to Zoom and who do we have next? Well,
1: I I'm gonna butcher this name, I'm afraid, Boisa. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. I apologize. Uh, hey, my name is Doesia. Hey Hey okay. I'm familiar. <laughs> I'll come on here sometimes. Um uh, I need to come on here more often because
4: I love these cooking things. And I just want to say I haven't had flan since I was in the sixth grade. But the last time I had a piece of it, it was so delicious. It's like this huge mm, custard pudding. Mm. Well, now you know how to make it so you can have it again. Yep. And the question I have is, um, Kayla, um, so when you melted the sugar, just like making sure again, do you have to like put? butter in the pan before you put the sugar in so that way it won't stick?
3: Nope, it's fine to stick and some of it will stick um, once it cools. And then you just soak it in hot water and it'll come out. But nope, it's just pure sugar that is caramelized. Okay, thanks. You're welcome. And I tend to use a nonstick pan um, with that. I don't really want to use my nice cast iron pans for it.
4: Oh know. yeah, non-stick. Pans. I don't know why
3: <laughs> I just have an issue with that, but <laughs> I definitely tend to use my my not so expensive pans on that one.
4: And uh, one more things. small question. Um and is this also on your YouTube uh, when you record it?
2: Yes, this um, one will be on YouTube. Yes. Okay, thanks. Um it's a matter of I can either put it up as is or um it'd be delayed and I do a little bit of editing but um
4: he's gonna delay it and do a little bit of editing and cut out that bit where there was that break because I told him he is
2: all right oh, okay'm doing Thank I'm you. Told, so um
4: it shouldn't be too too much editing
3: though No, <laughs> I want to say is. it's around the 25 27 minute mark just so, yeah for your editing.
2: Well, actually, that's not correct, because when I edited, I edit the actual overall cooking call file. Ah, well, there
3: yeah, you go. Yeah, so Never there's mind. a little
2: bit of extra time I added lied. in. You did. <laughs> you did. All right. Very good. But uh, you're a goddess, so I guess you can get away with that. But I don't think gods could lie. Oh, what do I know about the other gods? Um,
4: well, maybe they were lying about not being able to lie.
2: Maybe. I don't know. I don't know anything about those. I'm not good with my mythology there or anything like that when it comes to um, what the uh, other gods No, and that's another that. call, anyway. So. That is. That is. <laughs> um, such as Lively Latin, where Gary actually does talk about mythology towards the end of the call. So.
4: There you go. So save those kind of questions for him later.
2: Exactly. Or if you have Kayla's contact info, you know, since she is a goddess, I guess you can just ask the source directly. Um... <laughs>
4: If nothing else you'll entertain her.
2: Yeah. Yes. Or if nothing else you might get crisped, you know? Nah. No, you,
4: Kayla wouldn't do
2: that. Kayla wouldn't okay, that's good. Um Alright, let's go back over to Clubhouse. Do we have anybody? No, we do not. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, Zoom. No more hands. More hands. All right, everybody is so well behaved. Okay, that I means just...
3: I did a good job explaining. If there's yeah, it does. questions.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, since we keep having guest appearances on this call, I think we'll just have to have you come back again. Maybe you can make like your cream of chicken soup.
4: Oh, that yeah. one's easy.
2: Yep, because we're talking about soups anyway. So, um... <clears throat>
4: yeah. I can book you in for uh, for sometime in January. We still got plenty of spots then. <laughs> well, I'll yeah, get back exactly.
2: to you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: that's a, that's like a
3: 5 minute call cuz it's just the, the the powder and then you add in water um, to make maybe it. maybe you
4: can just make so. it. make sure to be here for the for the so soup next call time we're doing I with make Liz it. on the 10th. Yeah, yeah,
2: we'll f- we'll 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 put we'll bill you as part of the soup call with Liz. How about that? Um, right. yeah. There you I go. I can All right. Well, guys, it looks like we're going to be done early here. Who knew? Um, Next week, Patty is going to make her second appearance right here on The Cooking Call and talk to us about online grocery shopping. I believe her focus is going to be on Schwann's. It is. So that is going to be a very unique experience. That is a service I have not used in years. Um... Well, you've used it more
4: recently than I have. I've never used it.
2: Do they even have it in the UK? No, but yeah. it's
4: still. I was it's in the, Canada for a while. They might have had it then.
2: Yeah, I want to say that it does exist in Canada. I don't know. I'd have to double check, but that, that's a good Patty but question. I,
4: I, yeah, so, you know. I might or, have had the opportunity to, but I didn't. Or I, or I guess
2: you could ask your husband if he's ever heard of Schwann's before now. Well, I
4: could, but,
2: but not right yeah. now. All right, right now okay um anyway so um schwanns that is uh, but but you 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 still have the kind of equivalent of schwanns over there with iceland so yeah which is you know unlike schwanns you know we can't to you know iceland is our you know their actual physical stores that you go in and purchase the things and now of course they have the online component though back in the 90s they did not um For some reason, I don't know.
4: Yeah, well, trust me, you're better off doing it in store if you can with Iceland. they bet definitely lean more towards that. But anyway, we'll talk about that next week.
2: Yep, Boris Schwanz is completely uh, online ordering, and uh, I don't know if they they let you go browse their warehouses, so that'd be interesting if you could. Mm -hmm. And then the
4: following week, we're going to be making pumpkin pie.
2: Yes, I will actually be back in the kitchen. Who knew, right? Um, I'm, I'm a stranger to my own kitchen well actually I'm in my kitchen all the time it's just being in the kitchen with a microphone and uh, telling you guys what I'm doing that is uh, when did I last do that that was what two weeks ago okay yeah so <laughs> um, we do get around to me cooking again and then I came up with found a very simple uh, garlic chicken recipe that I'm going to be doing in uh, December so you missed a call i know well i was just talking about what i'm doing oh and, i but, see you
4: like that never mind poor belinda being missed out there oh,
2: oh, well, well, well. we're not missing out poor belinda she's going to be with us at the end of the month talking about her cheesy spaghetti so oh, yes i sorry
1: to interrupt but that's one of my favorite foods
2: macaroni mm-hmm. cheese and spaghetti with cheese All right, well, we're getting some um, very enthusiastic uh, comments here, so um, (laughs) very good. At least I know we'll have a show, have an audience, so uh, that'll be good. So um, we hope you'll join us for those, and um, let's see, what else do we have? Oh, we're hoping to line up uh, Raylan, and um, we don't know yet.
4: Well, that's got to be confirmed yet
2: yeah that's got to be confirmed um and uh, holiday cookies i have uh, been asked to make some kind of holiday cookies no this, no
4: no herbie you've been
2: told you're well, that's right i was cookies. told that's right <laughs> um, it's funny how this yeah, this used to be my call there was a time when herbie's cooking corner was herbie in the kitchen herbie dictating what was being made every week it's funny how these things have changed, I guess. Um, yeah. So, um,
0: on Barbie, that note. Can
3: I um, yes. just mention, um, I will be on Courtney's cooking call this Sunday, and we will be making Copycat Rhodes rolls, so you can either make them right away, or you can put them in your freezer and then um, have them ready to be cooked for thanksgiving or christmas so join in then as well
2: all right we do have some extra people unmuted guys so um just saying and um sheila i'm going to be really bad here because i honestly don't remember and that even though you're the host um just go ahead and briefly I think it's tell a thanksgiving
4: us thanksgiving
2: theme you think it's a thanksgiving theme on her recipe swap all it right, is cool. It is. it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then so, two
5: weeks two weeks is after that is uh, holiday cookies.
2: <laughs> All right. So maybe I think what we'll do is maybe we'll pick one of the holiday cookies from Sheila's recipe swap and make that Well oh, that would that be guys? fun. That yeah, would be let's fun. do that. All right. So that is what we are going to do is um yeah, the first uh, interesting merging of the call because I have so far not done any of sheila's recipes so we're that's, going...
4: n- th- that's not true uh, we got no, cake right. mix cookie from her
2: okay that that was one directly from her let me rephrase this a cook called uh we've not done any recipes from the actual recipe swap okay except I'll, the ones that, that i've submitted to her you know i've done a lot of those but um we are going to uh, what we're going to do is we're going to listen to the uh Recipe swap call, and then once the document comes out, though I'll probably have decided before then, pick out which holiday cookies we're going to make. So I will defer to my coordinator uh, for that and do as I'm told. Chanel
4: so, and I will decide which ones we want most from the document.
2: Exactly. So um, I won't even know probably till I make it. So um,
4: <laughs> We'll have to tell you before that so you can get the ingredients.
2: Yes. And uh, since I'm the one submitting the calls, I guess I I do kind of need to know, you know.
4: Yeah, you need to at least know the week before.
2: Yeah, so the get ready for the mystery of the holiday cookies that I'll be making that I do not know yet what ones they will be. So, all right, guys, um, Zoom and or Clubhouse, do we have any raised hands? This is your final chance. No. Nope. No. All right. Nope. Okay. Well, on that note, guys, we are going to end this thing early. My thanks to Sheila for hosting in Zoom. Thank you to Danette for moderating in Clubhouse. Thank you to Deb for streaming. Thank you to uh, Twinkling Tori for co-facilitating. And thank you to Kayla Allen, no relation, for making another guest appearance right here on the cooking call.